Hi again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Steve Goldstein. Uh, we are in the month of December. Panthers homestand continuing a Saturday night game with the Rangers on December 8th. Um, our producer is Brett Markowitz, and we got to thank all of our sponsors. We'll tell you more about them uh, coming up here on the podcast. But sitting with me right now, a guy that will be honored before that game, along with Ray Shepard, on another Legacy Saturday in this 25th anniversary Panther season, Bill Lindsay. Uh, first off, Billy, thanks for taking the time with us. And, you know, you've been honored numerous times, uh, such an important part and a staple of this Panthers franchise, but on the 25th anniversary season, what, do, what does it mean to you that you get recognized? It's just to be here with the Florida Panthers and come back 25 years later. I remember having training camp down in South Florida, and if you would have told me 25 years later I'd still be part of the organization and have a night uh, to celebrate it, I would have probably called you crazy. So it's a lot of fun. It's great to be recognized. So happy to be with this franchise over the years uh, to see where it's gone and progressed and hopefully getting back on right track in year number 25. we got a heck of a hockey team this year. But it's special. I love South Florida. I love the fans. Uh, they've been passionate. They've treated me well. I love the community. And it's become my home. Uh, so to get this night and to get it with Ray Shepard, who was a big part of that team, I'm going to enjoy being on the ice with him. He was a good friend of mine, and he met a lot when he came over to that trade in 96 and had some of the best hands in the business, and he really bolstered our power play. But to get the night is always special, but it, it's, it's about the teammates and the community more so than myself. It's, it's everyone that's just made it possible over the years for me to have this night, the Florida Panthers organization, the fans, and the community, without all of them making it possible, then this night doesn't happen for myself. We've talked about those teams. You've talked publicly about those teams in the early days many times. Um, but what did make those teams, now that you look back as time, you know, unfortunately for all of us, <laughs> starts, to, starts to pile on. It was a long time ago. Um, what made those teams so special? Just the character. We knew we had to build something down here. We were committed to it after the practice in Gold Coast. We would sign autographs, and we made it a point to, to connect with the fans and the community. We wanted to grow, and we had character in that locker room, and it was decided. And the biggest thing that I learned from those guys, the Melamies, the Fitzgeralds, Huff, uh, those type of players, Scrutland, was that if you wanted to be successful, we had to do it as a group. And it really became, Brian Scrutland explained it to me best one time. He says, it doesn't matter how you play if you feel bad about yourself, but remember, you're affecting my family with your play. Uh, your success also, my family depends on your success. That's a so. pretty powerful thing for a teammate to say to another, isn't it? Yes, and it, and it, but it was described through his work ethic and to watch those guys work. That was powerful. So it took the, the eye out of it, and it really, when you felt bad after a game with that group, it, you didn't feel bad about yourself if you played bad. You, you felt bad because you let that guy down. And you saw the work ethic and the commitment from Mellonby, Scrudel, and Huff, Fitzgerald, all the way. They committed themselves as pros. They taught me how to be a professional. And honestly, Goldie, after games, going home, I was more upset about letting my teammates down. And that's what made that group successful. We bought in and played for each other and were committed. And uh, we knew we had to get it done because we did not have that extreme talent. But we had the work ethic probably better than any team in the NHL. Did you see some of that in Las Vegas, that team last year? You know, they talked about, uh, you know, James Neal calling guys and, hey, we're the golden misfits and kind of 
you know, having every night you play a game, hey, that's the team that let this teammate go. Did, did you see some of that? Is that something that goes on um, for expansion teams? It does in that locker room. And if you take a look at Vegas, you get guys that get a chance in different roles. Same thing happened with Melby. He came down here, became a, became a first-line winger. Uh, Rob Niedermeyer, a guy that gets right in, gets put into a position to succeed. Scrudelin all of a sudden is the top-checking line. So you get in roles and chances that you've maybe never had with other teams. And I got a chance in Quebec where it was a really talented team, but I got a chance to be in the NHL. And that happened in Vegas. All of a sudden, William Carlson's a first-line centerman. You get guys on the second, third, and fourth line. You look at players like Tuck and those players, Nate Schmidt, Colin Miller's playing the power play. So you get players in positions that they haven't been in, and they're excited, and they succeed in those positions, and they want to be there. So there was a lot of resemblance, but, but talent without work doesn't mean anything. So they, they, Vegas worked hard, harder than most teams, and that's what we did. We just knew we had to outwork teams. So if you have talent... And work ethic, that's the combination. With talent, without work, it, just, it, it won't succeed on any level. Along those lines, what do you think uh, night in, night out when you're watching Alexander Barkov play hockey? And, you know, I, I don't know the, the stats. I don't know if there's been a guy a third of the way into the season that's led the league in um, <laughs> penalties drawn. Penalties drawn versus taken differential since he hadn't taken any. Um, <laughs> Takeaways, take ice time amongst forwards. I mean, on and on the list goes. And now suddenly he's, you know, at a point a game over the last month. What do you think when you watch him play from some of the things you talked about there, you know, not just relying on the talent? To me, he might be one of the best hockey players that I've seen over the course of, of my career. I had a chance to play with Joe Sackick. Some good players along the line, Matt Sundin. But I've never seen more of a complete hockey player at both ends of the rink, maybe than Alexander Barkov, to watch him play. And he came into the league better defensively than he was offensively. And you can't, you can't say that about many people. He's getting better offensively. But to, he never cheats the game. He creates the offense from good defensive positioning, good structure. Uh, it's, and he leads by example, and he's one of those guys. If you're in that locker room and you watch the way that he plays his game, you've got to go out and follow suit because that's, that's a true leader. It, if you watch a guy that's going to go back there and commit to defense, commit to doing the little things, and he's going to be he's already a superstar there's selkie trophies in his future no doubt about that he's going to continue to lead this team and uh, he's one of the most complete packages that I've ever seen play in the NHL and he has that <laughs> with with the size and reach it's it's a treat to watch when you look around the league and you see the Finns and it wasn't <laughs> only like that you know from Finland um, now suddenly over the last 5 years uh, we're seeing some real high end mm-hmm. players coming out of that relatively small country what do you make of that well coached i would go with the swedes as well when when you come over here you don't when you come over here and you watch swedish hockey players and finnish hockey players you don't see a lot of mistakes they know the game they know their way around you take rasmus dahlin the young kid that comes over the swedish kid for buffalo at 18 years old and you watch the, the way that he surveys the game and the way that they play uh, they're positionally sound, and uh, that's, a, that's a hallmark over, I think it goes to the way that they learn the game from a young age. And hockey smarts and hockey IQ, you don't, you don't see many dumb Swedish or Finnish hockey players, right. really. And uh, leagues are catching on. But positionally, uh, if you're a coach and you get them over here, there's not a lot you got to do with them. Mm-hmm. You just go out there and show them where, what, what they have to do and where they have to play. You can go down the list over the years if you went with Lidstrom, uh, these type of players. Uh, even if you take a look at today's game, Patrick Laine, 
uh, <laughs> they have a plethora of people that come. That Elias Pedersen mm-hmm. is coming on board, young people, and uh, they're smart. They score, but uh, it's a more rounded, all-around game for young. When I watch young kids come out of Sweden and Finland. And two, they're playing in men's leagues mm-hmm. a lot of time at 18, yeah. 19. Well, so, the Panthers have yeah. Alexi Heponiemi, yeah. second-round pick two years ago. And I think in, over in Liga, he's playing this year because he was too, too good for junior. He had like 120 <laughs> points. I think he's the only teenager in like the top 30 in scoring. And I look at the scoring, and there's guys that are 33, 34 years old. And that helps your development. When you're 18, 19, playing against men, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to be successful. That's going to help. And you're going to get better coaching. At those levels, so it's just the development of the way that they're able to bring their kids up through the system. All right, we get post playing career coming up <laughs> next with Bill Lindsay. First, want to hear from our sponsors how you can support them. We appreciate them and appreciate you. This is the Goldie on Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. We're back with more with uh, the Blonde Bomber, old number eleven, Bill Lindsay, in a moment. Time for an important message for an important cause, the Sides Foundation. It stands for Sydney's Incredible Defeat of Ewing Sarcoma. Sides helps fund children's cancer research and helps South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. Call 954-594-5763. That's 954-594-5763 on how you can help out. The next Sides event is the poker tournament with Football Hall of Famer Jason Taylor on March 2nd. A great time for a wonderful cause. Help in the fight against cancer with Sides Foundation. That's 954-594-5763. Thank you. One-on-one concierge is your only stop needed for all of your home needs. Whether you're out of town, you need your home looked after, make sure there's things like no leaks or any home maintenance at all, Oscar and one-on-one concierge handle it with professional care. House projects, moving, organizing closets, running errands, they do it all. Call Oscar today at one-on-one, 954-439-1551. That's 954-439-1551 or check out the website, oneononeconcierge.com. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Group, an inaugural sponsor of the Goldie on Ice podcast. And if you're looking to own commercial real estate, lease or purchase, call Ken, 954-240-4400. That's 954-240-4400. Ken Morris represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. Hey, he's a straight shooter, been doing this for a long time, and very knowledgeable. 954-240-4400. 4400 for Ken and the Morris Southeast Group for all of your real estate needs. Orient and Associates Management Group is a prime subcontractor out of Hollywood, Florida. So all of you prime contractors out there, he provides any construction services needed. Call Orient and ONA today at 954-922-8660. Online, it's onamanagementgroup.com. They also handle hauling. If you have demolition waste, non-hazardous material, they handle your trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, you can trust their professionalism. Again, it's 954-992-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. Back with Bill Lindsay, our guest on this edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast. Okay, so you're playing over in Germany mm-hmm. professionally, and how did it materialize that Bill Lindsay says enough of playing when you're still a good player and I'm going to get into something else broadcasting Uh, NHLPA has a program that you can life after hockey programs went to Quinnipiac uh, to go up and take broadcasting schools in the summer with the NHLPA program while I was still playing over in Germany did this in the summer had a chance to go back to Germany had a couple year contract uh, a couple hundred thousand euros a year which is pretty good money but the, the radio job was open here and I inquired about it and it was a chance, and they gave it to me, and they said, if you want to do it, 
you know, come back to Florida, this is where I live. So how many chances, you're always thinking, how do you get out of the game? So, it, it so was, you were already thinking that way? Yeah. When it's done? How, where, where, yeah, yeah, where do I explore? How do I get out of this? So all of a sudden the radio job came up. And not only did it come up, it came up with the Panthers, a team where I was at. And I told my wife, there, if, I, if I go back and play two years, the money might be okay, but I might be looking in the mirror trying to, am I going to go sell insurance? Am I, what am I going to do? You'd be good at selling insurance, by the way. <laughs> Who wouldn't trust you? <laughs> there you go. I don't know. But uh, so it opened up. I, my wife told me, listen, you got you to take this job. It's your one opportunity uh, to get out and try and explore another career. And uh, it, was my, it was a decision that was, it was time to hang up the skates and let's pursue something. And I was excited. That's a... It was excited to get out of the game and to, a, to be with a hockey team and still be involved in hockey. So it was, a, it was a chance of a lifetime to jump at and a chance as you look in your future, even though you might be sacrificing some money in the immediate now, you had to jump and go because you never know what you're going to do after hockey. And it was just like being drafted. It's, a, it's another chance uh, to, to go on and hockey's the short-term part of your life <laughs> you're done at 35 40 hopefully if you live long enough you got another 40 years after it so you got to figure something out and this was my chance you're just teeing off on 10 or 11 now so you're fine you got plenty of time you're in good shape um i know you're kind of a you know for lack of a better way to put it you know a student of broadcasting you know you're into it you're into watching and listening to other people and you're you were always like that um do you enjoy that part of it kind of the research of broadcasting and and how far do you think you've come in broadcasting? Because, you know, you get that radio job and, you know, it's a whole new world. Yes, it's come a long way. I, honestly, Goldie, I was terrible. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Uh, well, when I started the first few years and, and to see the growth and to be able to study and uh, to, to come over, it's taken a long time. But to watch the games, research it, I, I find a good broadcast or a good a calling of games or being on the NHL network, I get the highs and lows from that almost like you do from playing mm. i'm that much invested i feel that good after a good broadcast or that down so it, it means that much to me and uh, it kind of replicate replicates the feeling of playing but it's it's something that's passionate like it was about playing and uh, to watch people and learn and in my time in the booth with you to watch a professional like you helped me a ton uh to grow <laughs> honestly no that's a, that's not a word of a lie uh I've never seen much more professionalism. And this is not to toot your horn, but uh, you're one of the best. You helped me a lot uh, to understand how you do this and go about it. But uh, so it's it's passionate, love it, uh, still learning, still growing. Uh, and every I look back at yeah last oh, wow that to see where you can go and grow and st- there's a lot of improvement to be made. I've made improvement, but that's what I'm always looking for, trying to get better. Did you think you would have that kind of passion when you said, "Okay, I'm going to go and do this"? That you'd like, you'd love it or as much yeah. as you do? Uh, not, not totally sure. But when when I found out I would love it was was how hard it was, mm. how challenging this was. You think that's one thing people don't get, particularly about what you do in analyzing a game, and you've got to you know watch where the puck isn't and do all the things you do, and then <laughs> obviously when you're on the NHL network, there's you know a, another whole element of someone's talking in your ear and you're on camera while you're doing all the hockey stuff is that like did you feel like, like that's an underrated part from you know the average person why would they know any of that that, that when they watch it yes it's hard to, what goes into a broadcast for what you do on tv even for what you do on radio for if you wanted to do it right and then nhl network understanding the whole league if you're not paying attention 
you, you get caught. Mm. You'll get exposed. And it's something that I don't want to happen to me. And whether, whether even doing TV with you is great, but even doing radio now is something I'm not going to take a broadcast for granted. I'm going to try be as you said, you never know who's listening. That's true. You, you got to remember that too. <laughs> you, never, you never know who's watching. So it comes down to playing is with your partner, you, or with um, with Doug Plagans, or if I'm for the people at the NHL Network. My job is is to be good for the people surrounding me. So you get this best product, and that's that's what I find about it, and uh, the commitment that goes in. And it's yeah, there is a lot that goes into it, and to study it is. Uh, passion grew just ba- to get back to your basic point just just how difficult it is uh, even from year to year from day to day so you've got this thing of when you played with the Panthers you know Scrooden makes the comment um, you <laughs> felt bad for other players when you didn't play well because hey it affects them you got the same feeling you just said about TV when did that get instilled in you and how did that get instilled in you that whatever job you're doing I, I get the feeling you'd be the exact same way I mean if you were you know, the checkout guy at Walmart, you'd be worried about the person putting the stuff in the bag, you know, if you didn't do your job properly. When did that, like, do you remember how that became a, a staple of your personality and your work ethic? Part of it growing up from my parents, uh, mm-hmm. humility was always taught. And I grew up with American parents in Canada. No one ever played hockey in my family. So my parents never put any pressure on me to play the game. They just said, make sure that you have fun and that you care about the people care about the people around you and uh, I've just had so many examples in in my life of, of people no matter I've had struggles in my life at times everyone's going to have struggles and everyone is going through something yeah mm-hmm. ha- so I you have to understand that so just the whether you meet, you meet someone or shake their hand you never know what that person's going through on that day or how tough it is so if you have the opportunity to do your best for someone beside you, shake your hand of someone, that's, that's what I've always been taught, whoever it is. So just treat, treat things with humility. Uh, no, understand that people are always going through something. And so if you can do your best for everyone surrounding you, then hopefully you get that back and you get that help from the people around you. So it's just more about if you give that to people, then you're going to get it back. So that's been the approach from my parents to teammates from everyone my whole life. A great message for everybody, no matter what you do. And it has come around, you know, full circle. Uh, still, you know, with the Panthers getting honored on Legacy Saturday and all the great work you're doing broadcasting. Uh, and uh, back at you, not to toot your horn, but happy and proud to call you a friend, certainly. Billy, appreciate the time. Thanks. Thank you, man. man I appreciate it very much. That'll do it for this edition of the Goldie and Ice podcast and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, um, wherever you find podcasts. Subscribe, like us, uh, frequent our sponsors. We appreciate their, uh, their support as well. And uh, thanks to Bill Lindsay for being our guest. We'll see you next time.